Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Langston Galloway, Willie Hernan Gomez, Pablo Prigioni, Joey Devine, Cleanthony Early, Cole Aldrich, Lou Amundsen, Sean Keane. Quincy AC, Tim Hardaway Jr., special guest Aaron Foley, Marshall Plumley, Alexi Schmidt, musical guest Bananarama, and now the host of Round Ball Rock. Joey Devine. Hey, everybody. Hey, what's up, round ball what the fuckers? Uh, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host. Dave Schilling is once again on assignment doing whatever, probably hanging out with Rudy Gobert. We've got an interview with very funny Aaron Foley that we recorded last week that we're going to be dropping in here later. Fantastic. But first, let's see if there's any reader mail. Nope, no reader mail. None. Uh... So let's just go straight to the news, Sean. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. So we've got some news, Sean. Oh, do we ever. Uh, guess what's happening? The Bulls are running it back, baby. Hoiberg, back. Rondo, back. (laughs) Miritich, back. D-Wade, if possible, back. Deciding. (laughs) Uh, This is the funniest thing ever, right? This is amazing. This is, uh... 
Yeah, it's truly great that this is happening. In what world (laughs) would you be running this team back? I mean, it it makes no sense. As we've said before, uh, Bulls fans have wanted all these guys fired for at least a Mm -hmm. year, right? Hoiberg, I think they've wanted fired for two years now. They didn't really even plan to get Dwayne Wade. No. He just got mad at Pat Riley. Yeah. And Garpax, they've wanted fired for longer. Yeah. They've wanted those GMs fired forever. Uh, and also, they they gave a press conference where they talked about how Fred Hoiberg's definitely coming back, and then spent an hour... Kind of talking shit about Fred Hoiberg and the limitations of the staff and people kept saying, so what do you think, what have you seen that's good from Hoiberg? And they kind of went, you know, growth. Uh, (laughs) That time he stormed off the podium when someone asked him a question about... Yeah, they should have just said no and then walked walked off. (laughs) Um. So my question for you, Sean, yes, is if you were running this team, yes, which of these guys would you keep? Um, none of them. I would keep none of them. Would you keep Jimmy Butler? Uh, yeah, I would keep Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I mean, I would... It's... I don't really know their cap situation offhand, but to me, it seems like if you... Just let Miritich, Rondo, and Wade go. You would have a fair amount of like cap a space. A lot of cap space. Like who? Who's making money on that team besides Jimmy Butler? Well, was Taj Gibson, but yeah. he's gone. Uh, Lopez has a decent sized deal, but it's still pretty. But it's still small. like it's like seventeen million a year, something like it that. It might even be less. I think it's like twelve or something. Yeah, I mean, he signed it before the cap spike. Well, he signed it at. He signed it. Oh, you're right, you're right. He signed it two summers ago. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a max deal, so I think it's probably like 12. I mean, okay, so when you watch, it seems like there's an easy formula. Not an easy formula, but a formula that someone like Jimmy Butler uh, would thrive in. Like, mm-hmm. he is, he is, it's not like he is LeBron James, but he has a lot of similar attributes at a lower slider setting to LeBron James. And part of that is you need somebody who can shoot around him. Yes. And Paul George is the same way, where the Pacers have no one who can make a three-pointer mm-hmm. that isn't Paul George himself. Right. Um, C.J. Miles is, like, I think 11th all-time for the Indiana Pacers in threes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But, and that's not good. Well, and he's not like I'm not even I'm not even saying like CJ Miles definitely has a role on that team. Yeah, just uh, he can't be your best. He can't be. Yeah, he can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's our Steph Curry, CJ Miles. Uh, so I don't even I don't even know who they should get, but just don't don't bring any of these guys back. Just they have a bunch of young like Cameron Payne, sure. Uh, Portis and Zipser, that's the future, Zipser, Felicio, like, all those guys were not depressing to watch. You know who was depressing to watch? Dwayne Wade. (laughs) Rajon Rondo? Yeah, I mean... Uh, I would bring none of them back. Yeah. (laughs) And I would also trade Jimmy Butler. What are they doing? Just, like, blow it up. Like, be bad. 
But I would just, I feel like your odds of getting a Jimmy Butler are not that high. So, right, but I just mean they already ruined their <laughs> Jimmy Butler shot here. Because he does not want to come back. But I would just, I would, <laughs> I, I, I guess. If you can get something really good for Jimmy Butler, but I would, it would honestly for me have to be like a top three pick and then another mm-hmm. lottery pick and a young, and like a young player or two. Mm-hmm. So who's going to be able to trade that to them? Boston? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Minnesota could trade them like, some combination of the number six pick, Chris Dunn, who they liked last year, and then one of those good guys. But they already have a bunch of point guards who are the same age as Chris Dunn, who also can't shoot just like Chris Dunn. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's something physically wrong with Cameron Payne that he couldn't play at all. Was he dancing? I didn't see him dance. He was in street clothes. If he wasn't dancing, then something was wrong with yeah. him. Yeah. Because he's a dancing machine. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if Dwayne Wade had a John Lithgow in uh, Footloose policy towards the team's reserves. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't feel like I had to trade Jimmy Butler, I guess. But it seems like you could just... If you have Jimmy Butler and Robin Lopez, if you just have a few guys who can make shots, you're like the five seed. Yeah. <laughs> so. But. Just, it feels like, to me, running them all back, he's got two years left on his deal. I think that's right, yeah. So, running it back, you're already throwing away one of those deals, and then... One of those years. No, but I think you can... They can make the playoffs next year. They just have to get... They, they have Hoiberg as their coach, Well, though. that's insane. Like... <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean... When I mean I would let everybody go, I mean... I would let everybody go. Yeah. I would, like... Right. the train. I don't think the training staff has really proven they need to come back. <laughs> uh... Like, vendors, I wouldn't think that your job was saved. Benny the Bull, I think, has already been replaced. Yeah. I would maybe, like... What if you just tried a whole new... Would you replace Wennington? Is he the, is he the assistant? the announcer. Oh, I would, I'd keep He's Wennington. He's color guy. <laughs> uh, I think I would keep... Isn't Kendall Gill an announcer for the team? Probably. I yeah. might get rid of Kendall Gill. <laughs> uh, and I would replace the mascot. I'd try to go in a classier direction. So I'd have, like, a bull... That in, you know all those mascots don't wear pants? Mm-hmm. How about a bull in, like, a three-piece suit and a monocle? And he's Benjamin the Bull. Robin Lopez won't like that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean... Robin Lopez has already... It's like an uneven truce between him uh-huh. and Benny the Bull. Like, well, is there you any... You don't want to change up that mascot and start... Like, it, uh, again. Yeah. I thought it might calm things down, but you're right. Robin Lopez is not... He's going to feel like it's a trick, even though it's not a right. trick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my question here yeah. is, is there an equivalent in your own life to running this team back? <laughs> because I have one. Oh. It reminds me of, there was this time in college when my friend Elliot and my friend Steve and I were 
starving. We were really hungry, <laughs> and we got in the car to go eat some food, but could not decide on a place to eat, and drove around for an hour, just getting hungrier and madder at each other, <laughs> until finally we just went to Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to go to Panda Express, but we were just so hungry, we uh, went to Panda Express. Yeah, I mean, that is that is the Bulls. They're... Like, Dwayne Wade is some, like, weird shrimp with a sauce you don't understand, yeah. and, like, somehow there's chopped up bell peppers, well, and it's just been in a steam tray for yeah, hours. Dwayne Wade is the egg rolls that have <laughs> sat out for three, three hours, where yeah. it's like, if you get them right out of the fryer, they're really good, yeah. but now they're soggy, uh, <laughs> they don't play defense. <laughs> and Jimmy Butler's basically the orange chicken, yeah. but it's like, there's no sides yeah. There's just no sides at this place. And Nikola Miritich is a fortune cookie that someone has smashed already in the plastic bag. <laughs> and the fortune itself is, like, not even a fortune. Yeah, it's, it's just... like, a, like a haiku. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is not what I expected it to be. <laughs> I got a fortune the other day that said, this month will be the most... Uh, financial will be your best month financially of the year and it made me so depressed that's a oh because it was march (laughs) 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 like literally i have nothing to look forward to the rest of this year (laughs) god um should we talk about the playoffs let's talk about the playoffs it's the nba playoffs uh playoffs talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs basketball for humans we're gonna be championship data for robots both teams played hard my man both teams played hard so toronto cleveland sean oh boy uh, oh boy boy were we wrong about this series huh yeah i mean i picked toronto and i was very very wrong Yeah, I also picked Toronto out of hope. I really think what happened with all of us is we were just hoping for any drama in the playoffs. That's absolutely what happened, is that we're looking for... Because clearly Washington was not going to beat them. No. Uh, And there's just a way to say, like, oh, there's a lot of combinations of guys. And really, the series was not... It's like, it was essentially a six-game series that had the point differential of a sweep last year, and the way they did stuff was that they sort of were able to out-cav the Cavs in a few games, Uh where it was like, we have our own Tristan Thompson here, and like... It's a guy who can stand in the middle, and he's mobile, and he can get every single rebound that goes up. And now they have... They don't have that. They don't have that advantage anymore. Well, they do... I mean, I think we all got blinded by the fact that they added these great role players. Yeah. But the problem is, is their stars suck. (laughs) I mean, you've... the, The Raptors fans I know are very, very nervous about Kyle Lowry's impending free agency, and it's not because they think he's going to leave. It's, yeah. like, uh, it just, 
it well, DeMar DeRozan, I think, made one field goal in game two, and he made zero field goals in a game against Milwaukee. Yeah. That that's not an all star player. I mean who who is shutting him down in this series? Is it LeBron? But he's not playing against LeBron all the time. It's just he seems like whatever he's doing is very solvable. They both just seem like look, I love Kyle Lowry. Yes. And I actually like DeMar DeRozan. He, I he, also like DeMar DeRozan. He doesn't play a game that I particularly enjoy, but I like dunks. I like a guy who works really he play, hard. Yeah, he's super competitive. Uh, but there's just something about, like, they're solvable. That's what it feels like. Yeah. It feels like maybe their offense isn't creative enough, or, you know, like, I really think it hurts him that he can't shoot threes it's at all. It's a lot of ISO and dribbling with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not the way we play in the NBA anymore. Well, it's also not the way that you can stop LeBron James. Like, he's, he's playing defense like it's offense. Yeah. And... It's tough because he doesn't, like, it's not the kind of team where he is not allowed to just be a free safety. So he can just go all right. over the court and harass guys. And But yeah, it's just a weird series. Like, it must feel weird as a Raptors fan where, like, I watch those games and I'm like, man, P.J. Tucker and Norman Powell are the only guys not afraid here. Yeah. Like, they are their best players in this series so far. Well, and Kevin Love is destroying them. Yeah. That's the main... Because, you know, Kyrie Irving didn't shoot particularly well in, in Game 2. and But, you know, in Game 2, I think LeBron took 14 shots and scored... for 14. And he scored 39 points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just... That's rough. In game one, yeah. LeBron James pretended to drink a beer. He pretended to drink a beer. Uh, uh, they threw an alley-oop dunk off the backboard. Right. What are other things he can pretend to do to keep himself interested in this series, Sean? Okay, so he's done the water bottle flipping thing. Right. Could they do a mannequin challenge during a defensive possession? I mean, Kevin Love kind of does that all <laughs> Except uh, for that one time on Steph Curry. We know. We, we know. Fans. We know. <laughs> um, so it, I think I think maybe like the t-shirt cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that seems like something that he could have a lot of fun with. Um, could he, could, do you think LeBron can balance bowls at all? Like could there I be think- like a red panda situation? I think he should go a quarter only trying to dunk from the foul line. Just like all dunks. From the foul line. What if he just only dribbled left-handed for a quarter? All right, uh, so Kyle Lowry's hurt for game three. Yeah, that's not going to help. Is it possible this actually helps the Raptors? (laughs) It depend. I guess it's it's another one of those situations where it depends on what you want because if you bring back Serge Ibaka and Kyle Lowry, aren't they owned by a giant brewery conglomerate or something? I don't know what they're owned by, but <laughs> yeah. All I know is to me, 
ever since they hired Masai Ujiri five years ago, yeah. right? It has felt like he's wanted to blow this team up the entire time. And they're just too good. And they've just been too good. Yeah. Uh, so I wonder if this is the time he finally gets his wish. I, yeah, I mean, they they still, wouldn't they win 52 games? Something like that, 51 yeah. games? Um, and so they, they have, Ibaka's a free agent and mm-hmm. Lowry's a free agent. Yeah. And then they have a bunch of de- developmental Europeans and mm-hmm. Brazilians like lining the roster. The problem is that DeMar DeRozan is a lot like a lot of the other good players in the Eastern Conference. But not as good. Not as good, and it doesn't seem like he's as useful leading a bench unit, no. which it seems like Paul George and LeBron and Jimmy Butler are all really good at. I don't know, man. So this series is over, right? It's absolutely over. It's going to be a sweep. <laughs> uh, there's one other thing I want to talk about with this series. Yeah. And that's also in game one. Uh, Dante Jones did the funniest thing. <laughs> um, he came in with like, I'm going to say 40 seconds left to go in the game. Well, I think he played the last three minutes, but this happened this in the happened last 40 seconds. This happened with like 40 seconds left to yeah. go in the game. There was a three on one. He got a dunk. Near Valanciunas. Like, no, no, it wasn't even Valanciunas. Well, it was, so was uh, Jakob Pertl. Excuse me, wrong, slow white guy. Yeah, Austrian, um, Austrian teenager Jakob Pertl. He got a dunk near Jakob Pertl. Not even on Jakob Pertl. No, it was a three on one. Yeah, uh, and then immediately started talking shit to him like he just like posterized him and was kicked out of the game. Two technicals kicked out of the game. Yeah, it, it had happened very fast. Uh, it's the one time that there's been a ridiculous uh, incident where someone has scored on the Cavs in the last second, uh, and there's been an incident, and I haven't blamed Toronto at all. Yeah. Like, DeRozan gets really mad whenever anyone yeah. makes a layup at the end of the game. <laughs> but this one was like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, you got kicked out of the game. Uh, so he got fined six thousand dollars for two technicals. Yeah, injection. Yeah, yeah. Guess how much Dante Jones made from the Cavs this season, John? Uh, I don't know, a hundred thousand. Nine thousand. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so he's making three thousand dollars to play basketball this season. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that's if he doesn't get another. Technical injection. Which he will. He will yeah. get another technical. <laughs> if they bring him in, he will get a technical. If they, I mean, no matter who they play. Like, he'll get a bench technical yelling at a fan if he's yeah. in Boston. In in Washington, like, it'll Brandon Jennings or Markeith Morris will get him yeah. a technical. So, my thought is, what happens in that situation? Does he have to, like, wash dishes in the arena to earn his way. At Adam Silver's house. Yeah, at Adam Silver's house, because otherwise he, he can't leave. He has to be Adam Silver's butler. That's oh. What happens. <laughs> well, now the offseason got a lot more interesting. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move to the other series, Boston, Washington. Oh, man. Uh, this is a great series, I gotta say. Um, Boy, was Joey wrong about this series, huh? So far, it looks like... You picked Wiz in seven? Yes. 
I don't think that was a terrible prediction because they were bad man. They're they they were they were a fairly good Bradley Beal look for being one one right now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling good about it. They let Isaiah Thomas get 53 points. That was amazing. Well, he had this is like not to not to make light of this situation. Mm-hmm. It's really impressive that he's somehow just just sucked it up after yeah like I don't even know how he's playing at all no rather than starring but it was like he scored 53 points on his dead sister's birthday yeah it was just really um yeah that was amazing um question is there any way we can connect that to Kobe Bryant at all uh no 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 um too bad sorry so sorry yeah um <laughs> I tweeted this before, but, like, a couple of years ago, my brother died, and I was too sad to work at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company three weeks after he died, so I have no idea how Isaiah Thomas is playing basketball now. No, it's crazy. It's really amazing. Like, and it's very commendable. Uh, I mean, it's... It's it's really crazy. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I mean he's he is just so on. He's the king of the fourth, baby. I'm not gonna say that again. Sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> he's. Uh, I'm trying to be nice to Boston. He's the OG and OG on our podcast. <laughs> I have to say, like, I got so excited about Isaiah Thomas, and then I saw one single thing that one Celtics fan tweeted, yeah. and I'm like, ah, the sympathy disappeared. You monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was really impressive. Like. John Wall is playing great. Bradley Beal is not playing great. Oh, well, I was going to... Well, we're going to get oh. to that. Um, but the first question I want to ask is... So, Markeith Morris sprained his ankle in Game 1. Badly. Yes. Badly sprained his ankle. But then in Game 2, he looked totally healthy. Do you think that's Marcus Morris wearing Markeith's uniform? You know, I've actually, I brought this up in print on Yard Barker for actually this week and then two weeks ago as well. Uh, I was nervous when Markeith Morris, Marcus Morris was wearing his brother's jersey mm-hmm. in the stands, especially once he started getting into it with Millsap. It was like, there just could be some parent trapping. Yeah. Uh, Freaky Fridaying could be happening. Uh... I allege that there might actually be some doubt firing going on. <laughs> that, like, you know, someone leaves for treatment and then suddenly Markeith Morris is back, but, like, his face is covered in cake mm-hmm. somehow. <laughs> Hello! Yeah, there's going to be a... If there is a drive-by fruiting in oh. Game 3, we are in trouble. Well, isn't that what the Morrises actually got in trouble for in Phoenix? That's true. Uh, it, a was, it was a drive-by fruiting. <laughs> Uh, they, but no, he's still limping, though. I'm just saying, it's possible. It's possible. possible. Also, that was a really dirty play by Al Horford. Yes. Um, speaking of dirty. Yeah. Um, Kelly Olenek is having a really good series. Oh, yeah. He's playing great. Why? And he's not, he's not even arm barring guys all the time like he was in that Bulls series. He's the guy we get to make fun of, I thought. And Terry Rozier. And they're an unstoppable combination in this series. But I think, I think the real, real, Rozier appears to be good. He hits. Yes. He plays D and he hits open threes. There was a crazy stretch in game four 
where, <coughs> like, we have made fun of Danny Ainge mm-hmm. picking a million point guards, and there was a stretch where they were playing Al Horford and four point guards yeah, and, and roaring you, back into the game. And you could audibly hear Danny Ainge orgasm from a yeah that uh, was from a box that was above the, it was, the arena. It was very unsettling. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And as as he climaxed, he just went Brooklyn picks. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean the the Wizards bench is so bad, but I think they gotta just. If I were them, uh, it would be Sadoransky time. Yeah, I like Sadoransky, man. Brandon Jennings is just too He's old washed. to play those dudes. Yeah, I mean no. I love Brandon. Jennings, I love Brandon Jennings too, but he seems done. He tore his Achilles tendon, man. Yeah, it's really hard to come back from that, especially when you're six feet tall. Yeah. Uh, like, the one person who's ever come back from an Achilles tear is Dominique Wilkins. Yeah. And Kobe Bryant for one single game. <laughs> like, <laughs> which he almost missed. I mean, the thing is... He almost missed because he was writing. Now, you can be an amazing poet and filmmaker after an Achilles tear. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. <laughs> you just gotta get in your abuse cage. Yeah. So it would be... For me, it would be Sadoransky time. Because... Yeah. At least he can do something, you know? Yeah, I mean... It's like he's big. He's, he's tall. fast. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, is he's tall. Uh, and he's fast enough to... I don't know. And yeah, there was a point when you realized that... Uh, once John Wall had played 45 minutes of sprinting as hard as he could the entire time... Uh, the jumpers were not as good mm-hmm. after that. So if they can just play him forty two minutes, even I don't know. I still think I still think they're getting a game or two in Washington. Well, here's my question: yeah. uh, Wouldn't it be nice if uh, the Bradley Beal from this summer, were, I mean, from this season, were here to help John Wall? Oh. Is the scrub lord oh. back, Sean? Is the scrub lord back? I think he's. He seems back. He's scrubbing. He's scrubbing pretty hard. (laughs) And also, I was going to say it's because of that, like, tough D. And I think there's something, like, it's a real, what it reminds me a little bit of is um, Steph Curry early in his playoff career, like, against the Spurs in that Mm -hmm. series, when um, guys just kind of hit him a lot and pushed him around. And that's kind of what... Marcus Smart does, and, and Boston's guards are just really physical, and I think he's just not quite used to it yet. I think he comes back. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna toss the scrub brush aside. I don't know. To me, and again, I picked Washington in this series. <laughs> I picked again against Boston all year because uh-huh. I just don't think they're very good. Yeah. Uh, to me, this all feels like Scott Brooks. Otto Porter and Bradley Beal have turned back into a pumpkin, oh. and, uh, like uh, other Cinderella stuff. It yeah. sort of seems like uh, midnight has passed, and John Wall has left his non <laughs> shoe deal shoe at the bar, <laughs> and they are running home. <laughs> Dude, and uh, do you think what? Oh man! So obviously the the. The Wizards basically have no choice but to just get Otto Porter again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too bad. You know the other thing that would be nice? Uh, Jan Mahinmi getting off the bench and playing. That yeah. would be a real nice thing. Uh-huh. But uh, he's, modeling, he's modeling streetwear. <laughs> um, 
I think I think those dudes will play better at home. That's all. I think they're just yeah, going to hit mean, more shots. Yeah, I role players always play better at home. Yeah. But yeah, that was going to be my next question and final question. Uh, what can the Wizards do to get back in this series? Yeah, Sadoransky, baby. That's right. got to be it. And I like then, it. I like it. I don't know if Jason Smith is hurt, but... Uh, I like Jason Smith, too. He can shoot shoot from farther away than... I, they've got to stop... My main thing is they've got to stop giving Gortat four post-ups a half because he is airballing all of them. Yeah, he's got to just crash the boards and roll just and stuff. be taller than Al Horford. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> uh, Al Horford is answering the critics with he, a lot of dirty physical play, but he's he is delivering. Yeah, he's damn it, Al Horford. He's good. I hate the fact there's nothing I hate more than Boston fans being, being right. right. Yeah, I hate it. Um, oh, the other thing I think they could maybe do is this would be the time for if they really want a momentum change. John Wall signs with Big Baller Brand. <laughs> How okay so if, and he produces a nine million dollars. That's that gonna be my question. If Lonzo Ball's shoes are five hundred dollars, how much are John Wall's nine million dollars? Nine million dollars. Right. I mean, I like it. He only has to sell one, dude. It's true. I mean, Levar's gonna take eighty percent. He will take eighty percent. Yeah. I mean, that that brand has a lot of value. Um. All right. Let's go to the West, shall we? Oh yeah. Uh, the Warriors and the Jazz, uh, we've only played one game in this yeah. series at recording. Uh, it was a fun game, though. No, it was just or really fun to Warrior fan. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, it, I, it's weird because I didn't even think the Jazz played that badly. It's just, it's a really good team. It's like, like trying to fist fight an avalanche. Yeah, it's another, <laughs> it's another game where Kevin Durant scored 17 points and, like, like neither of us could really remember... When they when Durant and Clay Thompson had been racking up their points, yeah, I mean because Durant missed five shots like right out of the gate, like and like right at the rim, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but Sean, you very specifically uh, wanted to talk about the 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 playoff <laughs> slogans the Jazz have. Yes. Uh, okay. First, let's start with the nice one. Mm-hmm. They made some some T shirts. Uh, that are pretty great looking. Uh, the Warriors criticized the nightlife in Salt Lake City, yeah. and they made these kind of like they sort of look like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie logo. Yeah, they're also, like vintage neon. They're not unlike also the font that's used for the Jack in the Box Munchie Box or whatever they call that yeah. thing. Um, there, it's the night font. Yeah. <laughs> and that's cool. But it says hashtag, hashtag nightlife. That's a great slogan. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love a bitter... Like when a team comes out with something specific and bitter, I'm always into that. Yeah. And yeah. as you know, I love Salt Lake City. Where I've weirdly been like three different times. <laughs> uh, however, their their regular playoff slogan is is a play on jazz. It is take note. Yeah. Which is not great. Which is what the Warriors are going to do to the Jazz. Like, they're going to give them notes, and they should take the notes on yeah. how to play basketball better. Um, <laughs> right, it's, it's not take note, like, ooh, you're a, you're, you're a nerd, someone is lecturing you, 
Uh, you're reading, like, an essay in The Nation. You're a writer who has, like, has to take, uh, like, who someone who is richer than you is, like, trying to control your art. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to me, it had a real, like, white guy jazz vibe. Because yeah, take note, I'm like, oh, it's like take five. You know, the Dave Brubeck, <laughs> Dave Brubeck, the real inventor of jazz. <laughs> Jazz is about a, a sensible 50s haircut and some thick glasses. Like it, It's very La La Land. Totally. I, I, yeah, I think, like, if you buy... You could get... Do you think they give you a DVD of La La Land if you buy a t-shirt? No, I think even La La Land is a little too much. They're like, the mm, we're too... They're like, they're like, I think that Ryan Gosling is a little too edgy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just one of those things where they came up with the pun. Mm-hmm. I mean, the jazz are great with their puns that they just came up with. Weren't sure if it totally made sense, but they love the pun too much. Yeah, it's, it's like the stay word billboard for Gordon <laughs> Hayward. Like I, that's what I think. Like they need more. Like if there was something like a le- hi ho, let's go bear. I don't know. They, they're going to have all of these things eventually. Yeah. I mean, Stifle Tower is like one of the last good NBA nicknames. Yeah, and that's that's like, yeah. And like, like you go more that way <laughs> with your puns. <laughs> yeah. I'm just imagining there's not going to be a limit. There are going to be like... Ablas Inglis shirts. <laughs> and like, this is the hill I want to die on, which is about George Hill, who is probably going to die from his repeated leg injuries. Well, I was going to say, the Utah Jazz fan that went up a hill and came down a mountain. <laughs> um. <laughs> How about like, uh, party favors? Oh. Uh, These are all going to be bad. Boys and the Hood for Rodney Hood. <laughs> Crazy ex and girlfriend. Uh, that's <laughs> um, so speaking of George Hill, uh, he's out for game two, which is tonight. Uh, sucks. Yeah, man. I I just I know they're serious and I know they're really hard to come back from. I wish they had a different way of describing debilitating toe injuries. Than just toe injuries. <laughs> because it just... I know you can't run. I know Blake Griffin hurt his toe, uh-huh. and it's like a six-month injury. I know George, George Hill has been hobbled all year by this. They just need a name that's more intimidating, because otherwise you're like, Oh, did his little piggy get yeah. hurt? <laughs> His, 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 oh, his little toe went for roast beef and he can't play. <laughs> he can go, well, all the way to the twain is womb. Uh, but yeah, I'm... Uh, that I'm, sucks, dude. Sucks. Uh, but, are we... It's the return of the Mac, right? Oh, I love it. <laughs> they had that, that Butler connection. Wouldn't it be great if, if they're like, damn, we just got to roll with Mac and Hayward. Let's see what Matt Howard's doing. Oh, that would... He, bring, why isn't he there? I'm sure he's, like, already a wildly successful small college coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, alright, let's talk about the Marquee series here. Oh, yeah. Rocket Spurs. Um, these two teams have switched off absolutely blowing each other the fuck out. Yes. Um... 
Any prediction for who's going to blow out who next year? Oh, my God. Um, well, it, uh, I was not surprised that the Spurs came back. And even during the day yesterday, uh, the line moved a point and a half <laughs> in the Spurs' mm-hmm. favor. They were favored by six before the end of the game. Yeah. And, you know, James Harden missed some shots, whereas the Spurs made some shots. But... Um, no, no disrespect to to number ten, but it really helped them to not start David Lee in that game. Yeah, because um, the thing about Gasol is, uh, he's not that fast, but he kind of baits them into going to Capella more. Yeah, well, and then he's smart. He's smart. Well, yeah. and he was he was shooting threes. I don't know if he was making a lot of threes. But he really opened up the floor for them. And there were a couple plays where they really tried to take advantage, like, oh, Powell's, like, trailing the play. Throw it out to Capella or throw it into Capella. He's got the size advantage or whatever. And that's not really what the Rockets want to be doing. And Gasol can just block his shot. Yeah. So um, that seemed like a good solution. It seemed like Lou Williams was predictably neutralized in this mm-hmm. game. Um and I think, you know, he's hot and cold, but they kinda need to play Danny Green like forty plus minutes a game just to be on Harden and be yeah. in the corner even. Uh well, you yeah. yeah. Kawhi had like a Jordan game. I mean Kawhi two missed two. two shots, I think. He was like uh no he missed Three shots and Harden made three shots. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. I think he was eleven of fourteen and Harden was three of seventeen. So that was really good. <laughs> he scored like thirty four points on fourteen shots, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, so he'll continue to be pretty good. It's weird because I don't. I don't know if it's like, strategy and everything, or if it's just the Rockets missing shots? I... It's, like, half of both? I think it's half of both, yeah. Um, I mean, they... I would say what what was very interesting to me is how good Simmons was for the Spurs, and that they blew out the Rockets with LaMarcus Aldridge on the bench well, for most of that time. Well, that's going to be my question. Yeah. Um, I get... That you're excited if you're a Spurs fan that you've figured it out. Uh-huh. Um, but isn't it a bad sign portending for the future <laughs> that you're, the way you figured out how to win here is to bench your max player? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they were winning going into the fourth sure. quarter. I just mean... I mean, I would, I would just think that... Uh, I, I wish they were playing Aldridge at center more when he was in. Isn't his thing, though, that he doesn't want to play center? Yeah, I mean, I guess not. I guess, yeah, maybe if he's unwilling to play center in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't he's know. He's not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but just going like, to straight up say it. He's not good. <laughs> I don't. I just don't think he's a bad player. He's he's. You and I have always said he's the NBA's least inspiring superstar. Yeah, he's. He's the Becker. He's the Gerard Butler. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, he's not like Gerard Butler, because Gerard Butler's actively unpleasant. Yes. But yeah, just a guy you see and you're like, damn, he's... He seemed like he was shamed by game one, mm-hmm. and he got some more rebounds, and he was he was a little more aggressive on defense. So, uh, it'll be interesting, though, but there's the big monkey wrench. Tony Parker. Yeah. Uh, Tony Parker uh, blew out his... Um, quad. His quad. Yeah, his ruptured, ruptured calf. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it's a ruptured calf. Ugh, that's awful. Um... Ruptured is such a bad, like... That's like the opposite of toe injury. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, they need to make it like, oh, he got a ruptured phalange, and you're like, fuck, what happened to Blake? Um, And he's out for the playoffs. Uh, How does this affect the rest of the series? That's not good for the Spurs. They're gonna... I, but I do predict this will lead to, like, a giant... Amazing final Manu game that we get. Like, uh, the last great Manu Ginobili game before uh-huh. he retires. I could see it, yeah, because he's going to be the backup point guard now, right? Yeah. I don't think that Deontay Murray is really playable. People keep saying he's going to be the X Factor, Sean. I mean, he. I I was looking it up because I was like, I I thought he was a fun prospect mm-hmm. in the draft, and he was another guy that. Just of that proud tradition of University of Washington studs whose teams win 12 games yeah. a year in college. Which, the first pick in the draft is also going to be that Markel, baby. <laughs> um, but he's very, he's 6'5". I think he's 19? No, he's 20. Yeah, he's really fast. He's really fast. And I thought he couldn't shoot, but he shot 40% on not that many threes, but mm-hmm. he shot 40%. So... Uh, It'll be interesting. I mean, I just expect Popovich to be able to spackle things together. I just don't know if you want to throw, even if you're the Spurs, and get. I know that the Spurs are different. I just don't know if you want to throw a lot onto your 19-year-old rookie point guard uh, facing playoff Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I mean, it... It like, seems like that's like like he's gonna do some dirty criminal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it does feel though like almost everybody they have is at least playable. You know what I mean? Like everybody can. Yeah. Everybody will not kill you on that Spurs team to play for a couple minutes. Sure. Um, it's they just gotta make up the scoring because yeah. Uh. So I again the ra- the Rockets are just a math problem, <laughs> right? Like they're designed as a math equation, and they are a math equation. They're like, like we're just gonna shoot a million threes. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's it's this weirdly it's it's weird because it feels like it is a math equation, and at some point, I'm like, I don't really know if Mike D'Antoni is coaching particularly. He sort of believes that you don't really have to coach and that you can empower players, but sometimes it feels like when he faces a guy who is coaching, like Greg Popovich, that they don't... Every time he's in the playoffs. Because, I mean, arguably, uh, I felt like those Thunder games were closer than they should be. Mm -hmm. Like, the Rockets kind of would blow it a little bit in the last two minutes. Uh, The Thunder, you know, like... Billy Donovan kind of, I feel like he kind of outcoached him. 
It's just he couldn't stop Russell Westbrook from missing 12 shots every fourth <laughs> quarter. Like, no one can. No one on his own team, no one on other teams. So, uh, you know, but they were able to, the Rockets took 53s in game one, and they only took 34 mm-hmm. in game two. Um, I don't know if that's closing out on guys more, uh, but that seems like it was a big part of it, is that they didn't really foul them on shots. Mm-hmm. In game two, so is that sustainable? I don't know. Like it, at some point, it feels like the Rockets are just going to draw a million fouls, no matter what you do. Even if you're just standing there, James Harden will find a way to throw himself into you and toss up a garbage three. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so here's my question. Yeah. Do you feel still? You picked the Spurs in six, I believe. Right? I picked the Spurs in six. Yeah. Do you still believe that? I'm still going to go with Spurs in seven. It sounds crazy because they don't have Tony Parker and they need Tony Parker. But I just don't want to, I don't want to back off the prediction, but I don't think it'll be in six. I think they'll, I think it'll be game seven. Still taking Rockets in seven, baby. So you're taking Rockets in seven. You don't even want to cut down your game prediction? Okay, so you have the Spurs stealing a game in Houston. Mm Mm-hmm. Winning game six at home. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really fun series, too. Like, yeah. Just just two fun teams to watch. Um, you want to get to our guest? Yeah, let's get to our guest. So, full disclosure, round ball rockers, round ball what the fuckers. Uh, we recorded with uh, the very funny Aaron Foley last week. Uh, so some of the news we talked about may be a little older, but we felt like we weren't giving you enough playoff preview, so we held it, and we're doing it today. Uh, so here is from the, uh, Sports With All Balls podcast and Comedy Central and all kinds of great stuff, the very funny Aaron Foley. Erin Foley is here. You might have seen her on Comedy Central Presents or listened to her amazing podcast, Sports Without Balls. Hi, Erin. How are you? Oh, it's uh, good to be here. That announcer was tremendous. Don Pardo, the, the ghost, ghost of, of Don, Don Pardo. Pardo. Pretty I amazing. Was, uh, Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Thank you. I was a little disappointed he didn't go, Mandaugus Kuzminskis! <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, right on the tip of your tongue. He's not a fan of his game, I guess. I don't know. How's everybody doing? Good? Uh, It's a perfect weather day in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's really... It is really windy. It's a little windy, (laughs) but you're so starved for anything different that when the wind kicked up, I was pretty psyched. I was was really excited. It's weird that um, before I moved to LA, I, I didn't have any sense of the kind of palm tree related damage and debris there would be all the time. Mm-hmm. Palm bark and headshots <laughs> driving through LA. <laughs> Just who am I going to hit first? Someone's commercial shot from the 80s or palm bark? <laughs> ESPN laid off a bunch of people. What sucked, man? Are you guys sad? Didn't affect me at all. I, uh, they, they. They, I was just bummed they canceled uh, my favorite basketball podcast that isn't Round Ball Rock. Yeah. Obviously, this <laughs> is my favorite podcast. Uh, yeah, they just got rid of the, the True Hoop podcast now. We're gonna oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
It's just weird because it. I understand a lot of people got laid off because ESPN is hemorrhaging money. Yeah, because they, they built that eight billion dollars uh, studio. Right? Oh, in Bristol, Connecticut. Yeah. I'm sure the real estate <laughs> values are going through the roof. They're in the worst place in the world. I always thought Bristol, like, you know, we're, we're all obviously big sports fans. And I was like, oh, just, you know, growing up, you're like, oh, ESPN is like the greatest job ever. But then, I don't know, like, I think the rise of, you know, just other networks, I like, it just, it always just felt like the same dudes, like, you know, just always felt like the same dudes. So I think, you know, I don't know, more digital stuff and you're always, it wasn't surprising. Although if you worked at ESPN forever, that must just be so heartbreaking yeah, you know? yeah. it like, seemed like they specifically got rid of a lot of those writers that were there forever i did notice a couple of the comments were almost like the implied fuck you of the location where someone would say like yeah uprooted my whole family to bristol connecticut <laughs> yeah. but thanks for a good three and a half years or whatever yeah so. yeah i'd specifically like to just shout out i'm sorry ethan sherwood strauss lost his job because he's a He's one of my favorite reporters, and I've been reading him since Warriors World. Yeah, it's interesting because he also broke one of the biggest stories they had, which was about uh, how much Steph Curry was worth to Under Armour and how Nike and had, how Nike, Nike totally had him under contract and blew it. They oh, totally really? botched that. They had a when they went to recent when his studio was up, they gave a PowerPoint and they'd forgot to write Steph Curry's name on it, and it said Kevin Durant. No. Yeah, and he was like, I'm done. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> See wow. ya, Nike. <laughs> and now he's on... I know the, the third wave of Curry shoes aren't, aren't they're selling because they're, they're totally ugly. But the yeah. first two rounds did really... Didn't they make yeah, it... Even the, even, the, even the ugly shoes from last year sold pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Well, because it's Curry. I yeah. call him my sweet baby Curry because I started watching him at Davidson because oh, mm-hmm. I'm an insane March Madness fan. <laughs> And I just remember watching him play at Davidson being like, how does this guy, like, will he keep going? Yeah. It Not only round round for round in March Madness and then the second year, but then I thought, you know, how is he going to get that shot off in the NBA? And now it, yeah. he's he's just, to me, like, mind-blowing. As a Warrior fan, him being drafted at the time felt monumental to me. Yeah. Like, I remember because... It was him or Jordan Hill. Everyone was saying they were going to draft Jordan Hill, and I was like, Jordan Hill is not going to be good. Well, and it was just, it was <laughs> just every year the Warriors would pick this skinny, athletic prospect. They just had, at one point, they had like five left-handed power forwards. Yeah, because someone in the in the <laughs> office was like, "No, it's a good advantage. They don't know what that someone was. Know what uh, what he's taking a two footer with." That someone was Chris Mullen. <laughs> Chris Mullen, yeah, also left handed. Really thought oh. that. Oh, le- right. Yeah, yeah. Chris That's Mullen. amazing. Oh man, um, Chris Mullen really Chris felt Mullen. that his being left handed was how he was able to make the Hall of Fame, I guess, and drafted only left handers. How long did Chris Mullen felt like he just played for forty years? It just I feel like he was just he played did, so he long. Played for he a, a long really time. Really, did he play a really yeah. long time? A really long time. Yeah. It was like, yeah, like eighty-five to two thousand, something like that. It was. I just remember like he was on a. I don't. I I remember him from like what was it St. John's or Seton yeah. Hall or St. John's because I'm like a Big yeah. East fan like the the yeah. old Big East. He and Mark Jackson were on the yeah. same team. Yeah. yeah, and that was like an insane. It was yeah, like three Big East teams made the final. Yeah, four like th- and... those were like great Big East teams. But I remember then watching some NBA playoff where 
was he was he with the war like i don't know towards the end of his career i don't remember he what he was on the pacers the pacers that that's team where was. they all shaved yes. their head and they made him shave his head yes. and it did not look good we were jo- we'd be joking around <laughs> and be like chris moen like warming up with an electric blanket you know what i mean like who just make old like old chris mullen jokes because he was he felt like he was 80 on the no, court because he, he had that haircut and just his general look once he quit yeah. drinking he became this. Was like, he a big boozer? He was a big boozer yeah. in oh, I didn't college, know that. and until oh. like two years into the NBA. Weirdly, and, Don Nelson, maybe the most successful the NBA alcoholic, <laughs> is the one that got him into rehab. No yeah. way! I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. So, so Mullen became this crazy like workout treadmill guy because he just like I want to, booze. Yeah. I got to run five miles. So, and with the crew cut, he just looked like. He was like a retired army colonel say, when he guy, was yeah. 25 years old. Yeah. And so you look at him on the dream team and John Stockton is at least sort of like a thing you see in the league where you're like, well, yeah, he's, yeah he like doesn't a, really look like a basketball a player. A tiny, dirty he's white guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mullen, <laughs> Mullen looks like he won a contest when you see him there. <laughs> And or he like he's minutes. the driver. He yeah. doesn't look like he belongs on the court for sure. Yeah. Or he's like the the athlete, like the trainer. Mm-hmm. You know. I used to get my haircut as a child, where at the same barber, Chris Mullen got his haircut. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and I remember it was a big deal because NBA Inside Stuff came and filmed Mullen getting his haircut there That's and awesome. put the camera on the Clippers and. Every time I would go to the bar, the barber, I'd be like, well, what's Chris Mullen like? <laughs> <laughs> and you and, grew up a Warriors fan? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And he had, my barber had the same haircut Chris Mullen did. I did so not. Awesome. My dad would not let me. I would beg to get the Chris Mullen and my dad would not <laughs> let me do that. Okay. That's well, adorable. You're not a military family. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin would uh, occasionally play pickup with him because my cousin was like, uh, he went to De La Salle, which is kind of this East Bay high okay. school powerhouse. Yeah. But Chris Mullen just lives there and plays basketball all the time. That's awesome. And he said it was super nerve wracking to play with him. But he said, like, look, I just my rule was any time that Chris Mullen put his hand up or mentioned or even looked like he might want the ball to be passed to him he just gave it to him yeah i mean how do you i'm gonna take this one chris like how are you yeah i guess he's i guess he's not that quick anymore obviously because i mean he wasn't that quick he was 85 when he was 25 (laughs) but uh but apparently never misses just he's well he was just one of the purest like i just yeah i i i love that dude uh speaking of Oh, good uh, segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of pure shooters and uh, white guys, uh, Larry Bird, president of the Pacers, is president no more. Uh, He's stepped down today. I think it's one of my favorite things is uh, so things did not go great for the Pacers. Mm-mm. Larry's had some health problems, but they were doing a thing where teams present their bid for the All Star game at the league offices in New York. So Larry Bird drove this indie car like five blocks down fifth avenue no way it looked really bad because he is way too big for the indie car but also they're not going to block off the whole street in fifth avenue so he's kind of just driving he's just like in traffic like a weirdo (laughs) it looked like he was driving in the gutter no (laughs) and and like he was in a bike lane 
Yeah, no, he was basically <laughs> on a pipeline. But he looked so unhappy. And that was the point. Yeah. When I heard him quitting, I'm like, I think he just saw a picture of himself in that indie car. And, and he's like, like I'm too old for it. this. I can't. Yeah. Well, also, isn't this the third time he has stepped down from the Pacers in like some capacity? Yeah. It was like Waterboy, <laughs> Coach, GM. I have a real sweet spot for, or soft spot for Larry Bird. I'm a huge Larry Bird fan. As are we. But the 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 business side, it just never really. Some people like you know, it's it's pretty amazing how people can go from an elite player to a like an elite GM or coach, whatever. Uh-huh. But it's few and far between. And well, I feel he, like I think even though he didn't coach very long, I think he is actually the best player to be a good coach. I want to say he won coach of the year twice. I think in so like too. Three or four and, years. And then coach. like Rick, the Rick Carlisle years, right? Didn't yeah. he appoint him? No, he appointed no. Isaiah Thomas oh, as the oh. coach. And then he came, he, yeah, when he came back to the Pacers as GM, he just immediately fired Isaiah. And yeah. was like, hey, remember that bench warmer from the 86 Celtics? Yeah. You're the coach now, buddy. Yeah. Well, he had to pull Isaiah Thomas off of a pack of screaming women by the water cooler <laughs> to say, get your grubby paws off their vajayjays, and then you're fired. Because he's a little piglet and belongs on a piglet farm. He's awful. He's awful. It's I mean, great player, but he's an awful human. And Indianapolis, <laughs> I have to say, is I, I cannot stand Indianapolis. <laughs> I hate it Bloomington, so much. I love Bloomington. It's my favorite comedy club. It's one of my favorite <laughs> sweet little, you know, adorable <laughs> spots of blue and a shitstorm of red. But Indianapolis is just like, it's just depressing. Yeah. And Larry Bird, I mean, I love, I love Larry Bird. Uh, but I always go back to how much I hated the heat and I was all in with that Pacers heat series and I kept screaming out if there was anyone in the backcourt that could have just made one shot, they would have beat the heat. Like, like it was unbelievable. They should have totally won that series. Well, they did. They did this insane thing when they got kind of close and then they had a better team the next year. Yeah. But in the off season, Larry Bird was like, we got to get rid of some of this shooting. And they traded for 43-year-old Luis Scola. Like he was going to make the difference <laughs> against LeBron. It was like, I, I wait, you had that guy who shot all those threes in that 22-year-old center. Why did you <laughs> trade that? And I think they gave up a draft pick, too. Yeah. Uh, I just, that series, I hated the Heat so much that yeah. you sort of become fans of teams just because if they're playing a team you hate. Mm-hmm. You know, I beca- any any team the Heat played... Well, against and, I loved and David West is so great and tough. yeah but yeah it really came down to the heat just deciding well we have a lot of trouble stopping these big guys looks like we're just not going to guard the shooting guard for the entire series I, I literally was like my mother could have been in the backcourt we would have <laughs> we, we won we would have won and it was unbelievable they just it was like they couldn't buy a shot and that's I mean that was happening with the Cavs series too and it yeah it feels so weird that it's Larry Bird and that the big weakness is that he just can't find anyone who can shoot ever. I I just I just remember like wanting to be Larry Bird so bad. Yeah. I like wore green. I like I love you know, I was like play bass my whole life and I just was like I really was like, I'm Larry Bird. But you grew up you grew up in New in New York? In New York, but then we moved to Rhode Island when I was thirteen. Oh, there and you so go. it was this an insane Celtics, yeah. you know, and my mm-hmm. junior high coach. Honest to God, thought he was Larry Bird, but he'd bring us. <laughs> he 
now looking back, you're like, he probably had a van. I can't believe I was, you know, like <laughs> there, he was, he was like in charge of us. Yeah. But he did take us to the garden and we sat in like the rafters, uh-huh. you know, the cheap seats. And it was awesome. It was awesome to see those Celtics games and to see those Celtics teams. So I've, you know, real, you know, soft spot for Bird and Parrish and McHale. Like, you know, I, I just, you know, I stepped, I ran down as a little kid and stepped on the gar- the parquet floor. It was awesome. So my question with Larry Bird stepping down is, is he stepping down only because he knows they have to trade Paul George yes. and he doesn't want yes. to be the one to do it? Himself. Yes! <laughs> Who the hell wants to trade Paul George? He's a dreamboat. I would step down too. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Paul George? I'm out of here! Yeah. If yeah. I were the LA Clippers, I would be I'll waving get... goodbye to Blake Griffin and Completely. figuring out some way to get, to get if Paul, Paul George, I I hate the Lakers with every core, every I hate them, yeah. and so I've adopted the Clippers. And um, if Paul George was on the Clippers, I mean, I just love Paul George. I love him. Yeah, that would be awesome. And I just imagine, like, can you imagine those State Farm commercials with Paul <laughs> and Paul? Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. and then De- they somehow shoehorn DeAndre. In there too. I love DeAndre. I do too. He's yeah. he's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He's he has some some kind of commercial acting chops. He's yeah. also weirdly both overrated and underrated <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Like he's overrated on defense, but under like, like severely underrated, underrated on offense. Yeah, yeah. or just like as a player, like you just want him. Like I, you just he's he's that little key player that brings a team together and like you know gets you that yeah. extra push it's just that there's he has to like catch it and pass it to himself yeah. you know what i mean it's just yeah blake um i as much as i like him it's you know it's it's beyond time to move on uh the last thing i'd like to say about larry bird before we move on is uh larry bird gave me the greatest birthday present ever the day he traded Mike Dunleavy and for Mike Dunleavy and Troy Murphy and I didn't have to watch those guys play basketball anymore. <laughs> yeah, on my birthday, it was the best birthday present I've ever got. That's you got, awesome. You got Stephen Jackson, Stephen Jackson, and Al Harrington. <laughs> I'll take that any actually, day of the week. <laughs> my only of my only like a piece of official Warriors apparel. I have all these bootleg things like an Everybody Loves Draymond shirt. Oh my god, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, but I have um I have a Dunleavy Junior jersey. <laughs> Have you been watching the playoffs, Aaron? I have. Uh, I'll watch, you know, obviously we all know this joke. They start in February and in, you know, October. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I pick up, I'll pick and choose, you know, opening rounds. Uh, there, It's it just, to me, you get the top four and start. I don't need to see an eighth place team that got in the back door, you know, with 20 wins, it's it's so stupid. Like, I hate it so much. Like, just do a playoff. Do a one-game, do-or-die, get in. I know it's money and ratings and all this stuff. Like, I know it's never going to change, but it's so useless. It's absolutely useless. These series are useless. It's got to be a best of five in the first one. At least a best of five. Get, yeah, at least with best of five, you used to get crazy upsets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because if there's not going to be an upset, then... Or Why are six you playing the series anyway. Not eight teams. Yeah. At least, okay, six at the most. At best of five. I say best of three. Yeah. Keep this moving. Let's talk about. Uh, Can I ask you guys a quick question? Yeah. yeah. As Warriors fans, yeah. uh, d- does you know? 
uh, I'm a huge. That team is so fun to watch. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Pre Durant, like I was just when when it was Warriors Cavs that first year. Um, I I felt like a a lifelong Warriors fan. Mm-hmm. I was living dying, living yeah. and dying for every pass. Every like I loved it so much. It was my one of my favorite years. One of my favorite championships. Um, but now it just feels like oh god. Here's the NBA season. Now, you guys like the NBA, obviously, more than I do. But as a fan, um, it just feels like plug-in Warriors Cleveland. How do you sustain, like, people getting excited for the playoffs and regular season when it almost feels like plug them in? And and plug them in now, potentially, for, you know, Celtics coming up. Spurs are always a huge, like, you never know. But it just feels like, here we go again. Year three. I mean, I have tricked myself several times this year thinking the Cavs aren't going to make it because they look like they're not. But now I'm looking at these other Eastern Conference series and I was like, I don't think anybody's going to be the Cavs. They're terrible. Maybe Celtics (laughs) will like... Give the them Celtics a little bit of a run. Definitely aren't. If anybody's going to do it, it'll terrible. be Toronto. But, yeah. but, but Toronto's Toronto looked... had trouble with the Bucks. But it's like it, it's weird with one star on the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that they have these super teams because it it feels like when you watch LeBron that he is at his best when he's playing with when when Kevin Love sits down and Kyrie's not there and he just has. Channing Fry, just, and just like, yeah, Channing Corver Fry, and Darren Williams, and, yeah. and Corver. He's like, yeah. I only want to play with guys over the age of thirty-three. Yeah. But aging <laughs> shoot yeah. shooting superstars, and yeah. he just drives, and he's he's making the right pass, and they just kill guys with their bench, and that was the point when I was like, oh, there's no way these other teams are gonna, yeah, take him out if he with the Warriors this year. The 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 dissonance I've had is, I I don't think I've really internalized that Kevin Durant is actually on the team. Yeah. It's still, especially because he got hurt yeah. for a couple months, and I haven't watched as many games of the Warriors this year, so it's... it's I a hate weird, super teams. It's a weird thing because I actually think that without Durant entirely, they would still win the NBA title, and so it's weird... I think you could argue that for there. sure. I mean... I just, I really loved, I thought that the Warriors team, and this is, you know, you guys are like diehard Warriors, yeah. you know, I just love that team. And Durant, for me, as just a fan of basketball, Durant going to the Warriors, I was, uh, I was not happy. Uh, I get it, of course, you know what I mean? It makes yeah. sense, and, you know, Durant's amazing, and you know what I mean? I just, yeah. I just think for, I just like parody, and I like, oh, God, who's going to win scenarios? And, you know, when the, the super group in Miami, and then the, you know, supposed super group <laughs> of the Knicks, it's not a, it's like a backup <laughs> yeah, fucking Crow's dancers. Uh, yeah, when he's not raping in the offseason. <laughs> uh, so I, I just, I just wanted Durant to stay. You know, I wanted Durant to stay to see what Oklahoma City could do with that group and kind of, you know, more parody but uh see i don't know about that though because like the nba has a history it's not like the nfl the nba has a history of like dominant teams yeah like true the lakers and the celtics in the 80s the bulls in the 90s it's not like parody has ever really been a thing the heat the spur the spurs are like the weird parody team where it's like yeah they win every other year yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, but, maybe that's that's like the the winning formula of the NBA is not parity. Maybe it's super teams, maybe it's dominance, maybe 
it, I guess just for my perspective as a fan, I don't, I like, I like parody. I just thought they were already a super team. They, yeah. were, they were already a super team. That's sure. why Durant going there, I was like, like as when you heard the news and I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't, I feel like I'm taking this over. No, uh, you're good. I just wanted to ask you guys like as super fans of the Warriors, like what did, what was your immediate reaction? I mean, it, it's also, I was very surprised. Yeah. And it's, t- the thing is, it happened when I was still feeling terrible about the finals. Yeah. But yeah. It's a lot just, to handle, yeah. Just in terms of, in terms of the league, I just, you know, if it looks, I would not be shocked if the Warriors didn't lose a playoff game this year. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing to watch, but, you know, it, I, I think, I think what it is is, this is a Lakers-Celtics thing from the 80s, except the Celtics are, like, as good as... The, the Cavs just aren't that great, I think, even though they're a super team. I don't... Do you consider Cleveland as a super team? Well, I mean, they recruited three. They Yeah. They had they an have all-star. Three they all-stars. got LeBron, and then they traded for yeah. an all-star. I, I mean, the league, the league rigged the draft lottery for them. So, <laughs> so they twice, get, two what, years in three, a row, three number one picks in four years. That's I just total, don't see total Cleveland winning. Like I just see like I, I think it was one of those things where it almost felt like LeBron having an outer body experience in the city of Cleveland, like Cleveland rising up from the at. It, it felt so almost Hollywood um, and so like otherworldly for them to beat the Warriors. I just don't see it happening again my problem okay i was fine with them getting durant i think it was it's like a masterwork of gming and like i was excited to see kevin durant play on a team that moves the ball yeah and that is something we never seen before like and I kind of just wanted to shove it down the rest of the league's throat as a Warrior fan because I felt like the 3-1 lead jokes were fine. And, like, I mean, they're funny, but the year before everyone said the Warriors title was, like, invalidated because everyone was hurt and then they made 3-1 lead jokes and, like, were conveniently forgetting Steph Curry was, was clearly yeah, injured the entire playoffs. The entire time. He tore yeah. his MCL yeah. in yeah. the playoffs yeah. and came back. Yeah. Like, yeah. so for me, it was like weirdly a chip on the shoulder thing. I see thing. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. That totally makes because, sense. Because like even after the Warriors won the championship, even people like Doc Rivers were calling it not a valid championship. Well, look what Doc Rivers has done with the Clippers. So uh, <laughs> stop talking. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, I guess I guess I don't I don't really care about them torching the Spurs. I just wish like. It'll be incredibly satisfying, and I want them to beat Cleveland by like thirty. Yeah, every game I want the them finals. to sweep Cleveland. But yeah, but before that, it does feel like there's a lot of killing time that's happening. Yes, for sure. And 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 that's not for me. Like, uh, I used to be like a raging NBA fan, and then you know, it, it just it just feels like okay, I watch you know. I watch, you know, a bunch of games in the regular season and then I'll watch more playoffs. But now I'm just like, okay, when am I going to start really watching? Certainly not this round. I'll just, I'll pick matchups like Warriors, Spurs. I'll watch every game. Yeah. 
Um, I think we should do the ad read. Sure. All right. Uh, so we always have a sponsor each week to uh, help fund this podcast. Today we're welcoming a new sponsor to the podcast. It's a very exciting new product from Oklahoma City called Victor Oladipo's Vacuums. <laughs> Say you've been left alone and you're stuck with a mess. The normal person who was really good at taking care of things is gone. They left. They're not coming back. <laughs> so you need something with strength, length, and speed, and that will really, really suck. You need Victor Oladipo's vacuums. They're very highly rated and visually impressive. People will give up tons of assets for them. Say you've got a stain. There's a big spot. Oladipo's vacuums are going to suck in the big spot. <laughs> Say you spill, I don't know, a plate of cupcakes into your handbags. Oladipo's vacuums will suck in the clutch purse. Say a gallon of milk slowly trickled out onto the floor. You know Oladipo's will suck at the dribbling. <laughs> These things are versatile. They suck from long range. Granted, they're awkward to hold because they've got no handle. But maybe if they ever got a chance to take care of things by themselves every once in a while, they'd be more effective. Did you ever think about that, vacuum designer Sam Presti? Really, there's no telling if these vacuums will hold up with a high rate of usage, but you're stuck with them for years, so good luck. Victor Oladipo's vacuums, they're the suckiest. Thank you, Victor Oladipo's <laughs> vacuums. Wow, that's uh, a good a, good sponsor. A, yeah. it's, it's weirdly prescient <laughs> considering um, Victor Oladipo sucked in uh, the Rockets' Versus the Thunder, right, guys? Uh, he was not too good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of puns, too, whoever wrote that copy. Oh, I, a lot I, of basketball puns. <laughs> um, company. Yeah, Victor Oladipo <laughs> loves puns. Hates. Indiana uh, boy, right? Isn't it? Didn't he play yeah, for he you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he loves singing and puns. Hates yeah. playing basketball with Russell Westbrook. All right. Um, um, all right. One last thing. Uh, let's talk about the Knicks real quick. The yeah. Knicks. Ten yeah, seconds. Uh, are you depressed about the Knicks? Oh yeah, I've been depre- I've been depressed depressed ever since we gave Allen Houston a hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, it's really, and he was one of my favorite all time players. It's just gone. That was the curse. I always think that's the curse of the Knicks. Allen Houston, a hundred million dollars. Oh, I come back to that. In my dreams, time and time again. Well, and this is the the most amazing thing about Allen Houston is they made a rule about how you could dump Gus contract and then the Knicks didn't even use the Allen Houston to <laughs> get rid of Allen Houston. I just uh yeah, you know, it's just a shame because like, you know, the Garden like when I, you know, th- those teams and the Garden has always been super special. The Knicks have always been so fun and beloved. We haven't been like the most winning winningest franchise, but it's just a fun thing to do in New York and you know, it was actually, you know, so hard to get a ticket. And now it's just uh, they've gone in just the worst direct, like every direction they've gone in has been terrible decision after decision. Like it just and now I feel like it's at, you know, listen, one of my favorite things is NBA draft when they they draft a foreign born player and everyone's like the next pick for the New York Knicks. And everyone's like, ah, is, you know. Blah blah blah, poor thing. You know, everyone's just like, like they don't yeah. even know. It's my it's favorite one of my, thing. It's, just, it's my favorite thing in the it's, world. It's just it never gets old <laughs> when they when the entire American, you know, uh, drafting, you know, guys at the draft, they boo a foreign born player. It just makes me laugh every single time. But anyway, apart from that, 
Uh, Porzingis is, you know, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, but you know, you're stuck with Phil for two more years. Phil though, is seems. just a, a, a dis- fucking he's a disaster. Disease, right? He's a disease. <laughs> he looks like a disease. If there was, if there was an embodiment of a physical embodiment of a disease, it would look like Phil Jackson. Um, I hate ever. It's just it couldn't. It couldn't get. I thought it didn't get. Could get lower. Yeah. And now. Phil Jackson saying it's time for Carmelo to find somewhere else mm-hmm. and everyone's just like it's time for you to find someone else like every Nick fan is like fuck you Phil Jackson My, just hanging on to the triangle offense thing as we I all got. drowning <laughs> just drowning underwater and it's like no the triangle the thing I'm currently <laughs> obsessed with is that apparently every day he's sending the players emails about the triangle? <laughs> Did you know this? Well, like, this is the screenshot <laughs> I sent to. Sh- I yeah. sent the screenshot they, to Sean. Sending daily emails since the season ended about the uh, the like triumphs of the triangle. It does, of course. Players. There's no way those players haven't marked them all for spam. Like, there's who is opening I, I, those if emails? If I hear if I hear triangle offense one more time, I'm gonna just open start doing some open open firing uh this is what i sent to you this is i i can't remember what sports app it's on because i have i have so many but this was actually this was like i think like a roto world because i was in the middle of my baseball fantasy draft because <laughs> i have a problem uh and it says new york's this uh, uh nicks Porzingis planning a long trip quote long trip back to latvia as nicks players form quote open rebellion over triangle <laughs> <offense>. <laughs> And it, I literally took a screenshot because it made me laugh so hard. Open rebellion over triangle offense. It's 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 it is really. I I don't even know where to begin. I get so angry. You know, like the 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 um, the Derrick Rose, right? Derrick Rose. Yeah. I always say Jalen Rose. Derrick Rose. Look, he also had a terrible contract for the Knicks as well. <laughs> terrible, but also it's like when you're everyone's like rebuild, 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 and you get a guy, someone sneezes in San Diego and his knee blows out. Like I was like, how do you rebuild over someone that's going to be hurt every thirty seconds? Besides the disgusting behavior in the off season, because I was always a fan, and now it's so gross. I mean, he literally's on record saying, "I don't know that I'm not exactly clear on the definition of consent." Oh, yeah. you can look that up. And then I'm supposed to cheer for this fucking t- t- pig, and then J- Joachim Noah like love him, but how g- not reliable like at all. Well, also he got a PED suspension, and like, if he, I guess if he wasn't taking steroids, he would just have be been dead. like a bag of skin. Yeah, like yeah, it was- yeah. It felt like we had to do it. Like it was like okay, if you want Rose, you gotta take you gotta take Noah. Like it felt like it was this understood oh, two yeah, for one, like, like an informal, like trade. an informal, yeah. you know, like. Uh, you know, also, why would you think like, hey, that Bulls team that was never successful super- ever. Let's get let's get fi- guys five years past their prime. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this. They already essentially lost the draft lottery because they lost the coin flip with the Timberwolves. <laughs> I don't, it just it, the thing about it is until until you cut the disease out. Yeah. Forget, you know, if I was mellow, I'd be like, go fuck yourselves. I'm out. Like, you know, and, and the thing is, I'm a, I've been a huge I, I love to met Syracuse. I, I I love Carmelo Anthony, but that's not working. Nothing's working because <laughs> Bill Jackson is in charge. Yeah. 
And it just, you know, we had Isaiah Thomas and then the Nolan and, and then, then Scott Oakley. Layden. Don't forget about Scott oh, Layden. Oh, <laughs> God. It's just been like this this just cancerous situation in New Donnie York Donnie Walsh so long. was the only one who did the Knicks right. And then they like chased him out well, of no, town. They, they had Donnie Walsh and they had D'Antoni and they were like ready to go. And then yeah. the owner just went crazy. He's and just instead ter- of like He's terrible. <laughs> Mello's like, I want to go here. Mello was a free agent in like two months mm-hmm. and instead they're like no let's trade half the team so that he's miserable immediately when he gets here i i just i can't even and now it just came out that he's like he just like fathered some child with like a stripper yeah, yeah. and you're like well all right here we go <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's it's just it's there's no tourniquet you know like how many tourniquets do you need to stop the bleeding in new york you uh-huh. know it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. It's just, yeah, I don't even, there's no, and what's the solution? There's no, I, I mean, mean, it's like, going to be this way for a, a, quite a long time. It's true. And I think that is the perfect place to end today's podcast. <laughs> Not enough uh, tourniquets. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always match up the Warriors against other super teams and see how they do. Uh, this week, the Warriors are going to face off against the Fire Festival. I don't know if you were reading about that. What's that? Uh, it's, it's a music, a music festival, festival produced by Ja Rule and I believe Kendall Jenner. I don't know. She might just be involved. Uh, <laughs> it seems like so. It's at an island in the Bahamas. Tickets it costs are, ten to ten thousand to fourteen thousand dollars to I go. Think you can maybe go for fifteen hundred, but they fly you from <laughs> Miami, and it's supposed to be like luxury accommodations. And uh, they showed up yesterday, and they're. Were no luxury accommodations. I think they have like tiny tents. Stuff is this built. is the greatest they thing really ever. Have They've uh, been. Uh, I've also heard that the island has feral dogs, yeah. and they didn't deal with it. So it's like the Warriors against the downfall of humanity. Yeah. Could the Warriors put on, on short notice, a better festival <laughs> than the fire? One hundred percent. Yes, they'd have Guy Fieri cooking. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Guy yep. Fieri and Aisha Curry would. Oh Just, yeah, uh, the yeah. meals would be spot on. That uh-huh. cheese sandwich that they served the <laughs> fire festival people was hilarious. Curry's daughter would be the ambassador. She would oh, greet yeah. everybody. Drake yes. would perform. Drake would uh-huh. perform. Santana would perform. Draymond Green would go around and just grabbing undercarriages. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just feeling the just but grabbing all, some but balls. But on Molly, so it's cool. So yeah. it'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah. David West would provide security against <laughs> feral dogs easily. Steve Kerr would have an entire sanctuary for bad backs. People with lower back yeah, pain. Yeah. There'd be like you a meditation just, tent. For sure. Clay oh, Thompson yeah. would be so high. Oh, he and also selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Warriors. Yeah. Warriors. Mark it down, Dubaru. Yeah. Uh, Mike Brown, right? Yeah, Mike Brown. What I would Mike Brown be he's doing? Got his shirt off. He's, he's, yeah. he's DJing. He just he just he comes out with like fourteen lays around <laughs> his neck, and he's like, "Welcome." I don't know what I'm doing. I still I'm gonna be in charge soon. Still unclear what my job role is. I feel like he'd be like, "Oh, it's Mike Brown's DJ." So these kids would be like, "Yeah," and he pulls out like just a bunch of. Uh, Soul records from the seventies. <laughs> we don't know the song. Like, like, no, 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 this is just an entire Curtis Mayfield album. <laughs> Are you going to scratch it or anything? Like, no, we're just no, gonna we're just going to hit play as a festival. You just hit play. So yeah, perfect, perfect. Aaron, what do you want to plug? Anything? 
Uh, just uh, if if you, if you like sports, uh, I do a Sports Without Balls podcast with my uh, friend Trish Sir, and we just uh, you know cover all sports, and it's stupid and fun, and um, yeah, it's great. It keeps me sane. Big fan. Uh, where, when's your show at the Improv in Hollywood? Uh, first Wednesday of every month. Uh-huh. It's super gay. Uh, it's gay and it gay adjacent uh, first Wednesday and if you want to gay it up or just see some uh, really uh, random fun comedy come on down yeah. and at Aaron Foley comic on Twitter alright Sean you got anything you want to plug uh, lots of yard barker stuff and then uh, May 20th I'm headlining a show in San Francisco Thursday May 18th I will be at the Thumbprint Cellars in uh, Healdsburg as well I love Hillsburg. That's great. I'm very, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter um, at Frankie Muniz, where this week I tweeted nothing good. So last <laughs> week I tweeted, Bonjour, Paris. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, and we'll be back with Dave. I promise soon. Um, okay. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go. It's take two one. Oh God. Woody, what down, Jack? Ain't nobody messing with my nicks. Nicks, 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 nicks. Tape, they don't do it like this. Nicks, 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 nicks. Yeah, I'm talking mellow. Yeah, I'm talking Tyson, and that's a gold medal. Amari heating on the spike it, and we got Thomas. Went back and cop felt and mixed Prigioni with Jason and Norn. Lord help him, I got no back in the corner. Mob deep and when he busts, Jay, I'll switch, be swishing. He just stepped it back and put it up. Nick's tape, get through 82 till it's 16 left till we get our hands on that gold trophy. Y'all out of shape, we got Cammy back. Call us nothing more than a full circle. She here with his ones on. What he like, just go play. Flight white from the free throw line. We go like his. 2K. When I get back, it's murder. We gon' do what we do. What's up, Cope? Ready now? We just went and caught brew from the go. And my DJ, my rock. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.